Remember also, VIX is constructed as the market's best estimate of volatility over the coming 30 days. With the exception of the Fed meeting mid-month, there's not a lot to expect for volatility. The, the last two weeks of the year are historically dead in terms of, of movements or in terms of volume. Yes, you can get crazy moves in a, in a thin market, but for the most part, that's being priced in. When we look to VIX futures, they're back sort of above, you know, 24, 25-ish going into the beginning of the year, which is the market's way of saying, all right, we got to get through December, but we'll resume, you know, stay tuned. We'll resume everything in, in January. You're listening to IBKR Podcasts. Find more conversations at ibkrpodcasts.com. Please remember any trading discussions are for information purposes only and are not intended to portray recommendations. Please listen to further disclosures at the end of today's episode. Now, welcome to our show. Welcome, everybody, to today's edition of IBKR Podcasts. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio here by my colleague, Steve Sosnick. How are you, Steve? I'm great, thanks. How are you, Andrew? Doing well, thank you. And down in our West Palm Beach office, our resident economist, Jose Torres. How are you, Jose? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Very welcome. It's always good to have you on uh, the, the uh, show. Uh, we're going to start with you, Jose. Well, let's have a, look, a little look at the non-farm payroll report from last Friday. Uh, what were the salient parts of that November report that grabbed your attention? It was a strong jobs number overall, but when you look under the hood, there were some pockets of weakness. For example, some of these cyclical areas like retail jobs and transportation were actually negative during the period. Also, there seems to be a continued discrepancy between the establishment survey and the household survey. The establishment survey and uh, the, the um, household survey are calculated differently. One is via payrolls, so it's hard data, and the other one is with uh, BLS economists calling households or going to visit households. So it's hard data versus soft data. And the establishment survey shows that uh, jobs, job gains were 260,000, but the household survey shows a loss in jobs. And part of that could be some folks have been forced to have multiple jobs to deal with generationally high inflation as well as higher interest rates. Speaking of inflation, the report was really negative on the inflationary side. Labor force participation and wage growth are going the other way for three consecutive months. The labor force continues to contract, which is bad for inflation because employers have less workers to hire from. And then wage growth, of course, they have to pay more to get employees into the door. So it, uh, overall, strong headline number, but some negativity when you go under the hood. So I want to pick on two specific sectors here. Uh, manufacturing is the first one, and then leisure and hospitality is the second. And I want you to talk to me a little bit about what's actually going on under the hood here. So manufacturing, I think job gains uh, released on Friday showed 19,000 uh, manufacturing jobs created, which is down from a year-to-day average of 34,000 on a regular monthly basis. That's at odds with what we saw a couple of days earlier, in the ADP report. So tie that in with what's happening also in the ISM manufacturing data. And then leisure and hospitality, they continue to add employees. What does it tell us about consumers' appetite for dining out and a willingness to pay increasingly higher food prices? Well, manufacturing is capital intensive and interest rate sensitive. So all the Fed rate hikes that we've experienced this year hit real estate and manufacturing first. So that explains some of the weakness. Some of the other weakness comes from the fact that in 2020 and 2021, 
pandemic lockdowns created a, a lot of demand for goods spending. So a lot of folks bought their microwaves, their refrigerators, their vehicles during the, that time. And now spending trends have shifted to services. So what's weighing on manufacturing is you have prices coming down because of declining demand. Supply chain improvements are also making prices go down. And you also have commodity prices going down. That's also weighing on uh, on the ISM. The ISM has employment contracting in November, while BLS has manufacturing employment uh, increasing. All surveys do show manufacturing contracting. On the leisure and hospitality side, Business has been booming. Folks continue to spend. Um, credit card debt is increasing a lot. Consumer sentiment is negative. However, when times are good, people spend in America to celebrate. And when times are bad or when folks are feeling bad, people spend to feel better. So that's that's been an element of inflation that's been very difficult for the Fed to uh, cool down because the spending in the services remains so strong. And that also leads to labor demand and leisure and hospitality. Okay, we'll come back to you in a minute, Jose. I wanna to turn to Steve now. Steve, stocks soared last week following Chairman Powell's revelation that the FOMC can perhaps relax its tightening to 50 basis point increments rather than 75 basis point increments. And they're just headed for the moon. You interpreted the recent Powell speech somewhat differently than the equity market. Explain what stock traders chose to focus on and why stock traders are desperate for good news we, we've <laughs> kind of we, we've been sort of baking into this market the idea that we would have this i hate to use the term santa claus rally but we're in december and we're here but basically a rally into the end of the year that would sort of salvage a good portion of of, of what we've seen so far um, and so to justify this you need something um, remember, the markets have really been downgrading what they've been hoping for from the Fed or expecting from the Fed. We had the pivot. That was squashed at Jackson Hole. We had the idea of peak rates. Well, no, they're going to keep raising. We had the idea of a pause. Well, no, that's not going to happen either. So let's seize upon the idea of slower rates. I put out something on Monday that described the market's fixation with the second derivatives. Since the first derivatives aren't working, meaning the rate of inflation or the rate of rate hikes um, are not to the market's favor, let's focus now on the second derivative, the pace of the, of the growth in inflation or the pace of rate hikes. It's basically whatever read we can grasp onto to keep, to keep the positive momentum. And that commentary is available on tradersinsight.news. Let's just talk a little bit about volatility in the rearview mirror and the outlook for volatility. The CBO volatility index is down today compared to its uh, peaks in the uh, in August. Is is that the Fed pivot? And and what what do you expect for volatility in the equity markets going forward? I think it's way too early to write off volatility. Volatility is exacerbated by a restrictive monetary policy. A, a, an easy monetary policy um, dampens inflation, uh, dampens volatility, sorry. Um, but it, but And the inverse is true as well, which is why we saw much more volatility in 2022 than we saw in, in the last couple of years. I think, again, it's premature to just say volatility is done. You know, lost in all the commentary about the slower pace of rate hikes is the fact that 
they're going to continue quantitative tightening at the same pace. There's been, and possibly even faster. So, you know, if you want to look at second derivatives, guess what? That, that's, that one's unchanged, but because the pace is so high, this is not good if you're looking for stability. It does beg the question, does volatility come back? Remember also, VIX is constructed as the market's best estimate of volatility over the coming 30 days. With the exception of the Fed meeting mid-month, there's not a lot to expect for volatility. The, the last two weeks of the year are historically dead in terms of, of movements or in terms of volume. Yes, you can get crazy moves in a, in a thin market, but for the most part, that's being priced in. When we look to VIX futures, they're back sort of above you know, 24, 25-ish going into the beginning of the year, which is the market's way of saying, all right, we got to get through December, but we'll resume, you know, stay tuned, we'll resume everything in, in January. Jose, we've got a big inflation report coming out this week. What, other than CPI, what other related inflationary indicators are you keeping an eye on to gauge the, the development of inflationary pressures? Well, I'm keeping an eye on commodity prices, natural gas, crude oil, lumber, copper, unemployment claims, since a lot of the inflation pressure is coming from the labor market, retail sales, uh, the inflation now cast from the Cleveland Fed, M2 money supply, the Fed's balance sheet, air passenger levels, and the weekly Red Book retail sales report. And inflation has eased up in the goods and commodity components, but as I said earlier, services remain red hot due to the sizzling labor market. Uh, the Cleveland Fed now actually has the reading coming out next, uh, next week for CPI, about double the pace of the previous month. So that could spell some risks for the market going forward. Excellent. Jose, thank you very much for joining me. Steve, thank you. And thanks to the audience for joining me. Uh, do enjoy the holiday season. And don't forget to check us out at ibkrpodcast.com or wherever you download your podcast from. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to IBKR Podcasts. As always, we have more episodes at ibkrpodcast.com. And if you're interested in learning more about interactive brokers, visit ibkr.com. We offer more trading education material, such as webinars at ibkrwebinars.com, financial and economic commentary at tradersinsight.news, market-related courses at tradersacademy.online, and quant-related articles at ibkrquant.com. The analysis in this material is provided for information only and is not and should not be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any security. To the extent that this material discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic or political conditions, it should not be construed as research or investment advice. To the extent that it includes references to specific securities, commodities, currencies, or other instruments, those references do not constitute a recommendation by IBKR to buy, sell, or hold such investments. The material does not and is not intended to take into account the particular financial conditions, investment objectives, or requirements of individual customers. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and is necessary, seek professional advice. Futures are not suitable for all investors. The amount you may lose may be greater than your initial investment. Before trading futures, please read the CFTC Risk Disclosure. A copy and additional information are available at ibkr.com.